Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <coughs> What's up? All right. I am really good, thanks. Stuart. Good. This is a new dynamic. We're in your front room. Yes, we this are. Is, this is actually the first time I've ever been in your front it room. It is, mate. It is. Yeah, it's welcome. Nice. It's welcome. Nice. It's, it's, it needs decorating. That's why I'm back in Essex. Yeah. Give okay. it a little decorating. Okay. But I've even asked you, I was going to have a decorating party, and you said you're busy. Yep. I didn't definitely. even give you any dates. Tied up, mate. Got a lot on. Quite the big deal these days. <laughs> um, you, are, you are a big deal. Christopher, have you seen how many downloads we've had on our podcast? Lots now. It's officially, I'd, I'd say it's more than lots. I'd say it's proper lots. It's, pro- it's gone into, yeah. Um, we are going to make an announcement probably in the next week or so when we hit a landmark number. Yeah. And then we'll do some funny shit with that, yeah? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, it's, I feel like it's been a while. So I've been on holiday, and, yeah. and I'm sure I'll discuss this on either the, one of our podcasts or maybe even the drunk cast. Um, the horrendous nightmare I had, which will be, I'm oh. sure to. I did actually text Pip in the middle of the nightmare, and he said that had completely made his day. Um, so he he seemed quite happy at my misfortune. Oh, but we we know how we uh, how we us three so roll. He's a sadist, you know, isn't he? Is, he? Is, Evil, um, evil, hairy man. I um, think that, I, I, from 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 the sounds of it, I think that is an episode of a drunk cast or a hardcore list in all of its all of its sacred own because <laughs> it's yeah. insane. Oh, it's um, it's a funny time. It's it's um, really, it's a day after. It's a, we just found out the results of the general election today, haven't we? Yep. Right. Yep, um, yep, yep. But we we sort of said that. You know, we, we, in regards to things that have happened recently with mm. horrific tragedies and things like that, we we took a stance and said that we don't feel like we should comment on stuff like that, really. And we thought yeah. if anything can be in the light of these horrible things that have happened, the best thing we thought we could do was try and make people laugh. Yeah. And just... At us. At us, <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we're not going to be discussing stuff like that. Um, and no. you know, I also think we don't need to be bringing any more attention to these people either. Yeah. So, um, do you mean the the the, the Tories? <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, look. Um, today's guest um, is actually a professional person at doing. He's funny. Do. He's, he's actually he's, funny. He's professionally funny. Yeah. He's clinically. 
hysterical. He's clinically handsome. No, he is clinically handsome. Um, he when he arrived at ours, um, he was. I mean, we've met him before, haven't we? On the on the Christmas special drunk cast, and yes, uh, also I've been told it's a and bit uh, hazy, but yeah, he's he's bloody lovely, isn't he? Brett Goldstein. Brett Goldstein. He's as he's as beautiful inside yeah. as he's out. Yeah. I'm not talking about, you know, making up his pooper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that'd be weird. So so Brett was lovely and, and rather than us go to London and um and you know, go into a studio and do it all professional seeing as he's a big deal. Yeah. We didn't have to do that, did we? No, no, no. He got on the train and he'd yeah, come yeah. out to, to Essex yeah, and come yeah. to the Within. That's right. And not yeah. only did he just come to the Within, he bought a big box of sweets for my children. Yeah. And then proceeded to just go can I have a go on the trampoline in the garden? And was just... My kids love Super Bob, the film he's in. Yeah. And uh, it blew their mind that they were on a trampoline with Super Bob, which was, which was really sweet. And he was really kind and... He's bloody really good on that uh, trampoline He as was well. very good. He was very good. Yeah. Um, young, young at heart. I like that. A- absolutely. Um, so, yeah, to, if... Um, you you need a rough idea of who Brett is if you're not aware of his works. I'm sure you've you've heard him and seen him do Corner Boys with with Scroobius Pip, um, which is Ace. Um, he wrote and did he produce Super Bob as well uh, or direct yeah, it? Yeah, I'm he, not sure. He, um, he wrote it. Uh, did he direct it? Oh no, he worked. I think he worked in conjunction. Okay. Um, well, there's a cracking British superhero film called Super Bob, and Brett plays Super Bob. Um, also stars Catherine Tate amongst others, and it's Ace. Um, and it's proper funny. Well, Brett um, is a good friend of um, Ricky Gervais, and tours quite um, a lot. When Ricky goes out, he does lots of warm-ups for him and stuff. Mm-hmm. If I remember rightly, and he's in Derek, and he's you yeah, that? he's in Derek. Yeah, um, he's great in Derek. The, the the great Derek off the record as well. Yeah, he's yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So have we? Said enough nice stuff about Brett. You haven't dug him out at all. What he's we... hard to dig out, isn't he? He's very. Um, he's just. He's just quite pleasant. I'll dig isn't he? I'll think of something for parts of, like how uh, to close the episode right. one. I'll dig him out there. I'll think of something nasty to say. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd like to disassociate myself from that because <laughs> I, I think he's just really nice. Um, well, look, we'll shut up now because this has been a m- huge. Um, oh, I'll tell you what, before we say anything else, uh, we get on with it even, what I will suggest is that you go and get your tickets for our live show, um, the yep. Harkolistin Live. Ctickets.com. Uh, C-Tickets. Um, yeah, just search Harkolistin and it will pop up. It's at the Hoxton Bar and Grill. Yep. And we've got a few people that have already said they're going to come up and, and get involved. Tony from MasterChef is going to come oh, along. Oh, wicked. Um Riker, yeah, yeah. Um, doing Riker's a, a special giveaway, and we've yeah, and we've, Which is we've crazy. We're going to have lots of merch as well. You can get your Harkolistin t-shirts, and there'll be lots of Redshift mm. goodies available. And off the record, I'm sure there's going to be quite a few other famous faces there that you will yeah. probably recognise and, and if, know. If you, yeah, and if you're lucky, still sign your tits, and um, I'll sign boobies. Enjoy the podcast. Chris and Stu 
present our core listing, the podcast. We are running. Are we? Recording? Yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, okay. we are. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm smashing. Oh, that's good. You all right? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you very much, mate. Um, welcome, listeners, to another episode of Hardcore Listing. Yeah. I'm with Dr. Feelgood and Mr. Potato Head. Chris <laughs> <laughs> and Stuart. Um, yeah, thank you very much. It's episode... Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know yet, when do we release it. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We've point. released what episode nine mm. today, I believe. Yeah, and thank you once again for all downloading it and, and supporting it and stuff, which yes. has been really lovely of you. Um, <clears throat> and we're we're really lucky um, today because we've got um, uh, our friend from um, the Drunk Cast that isn't Scrooge. Um, <laughs> Guest in today it reduces it down to uh, two other people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's the one who remembers it. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. Um, hello, Brett Goldstein. Hello. How are you? We're good. good. We're yeah. good. You, you've got a little sweat on. Why is that? Um, it's going to sound dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trampolining with your little girls. <laughs> New dangerous loner joins the club. <laughs> I mean, there were witnesses. It wasn't like yeah, a scene. No, no it, uh, it, was, it was harmless fun, wasn't it? It was. It was. Uh, um, you was on there as well? Some, yeah, some yeah, pretty, yeah, um, I was on there. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> was <on> there. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just me. <laughs> it wasn't unsupervised. Full gang. <laughs> <laughs> Craig got stuck in. <laughs> Took his shirt off. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that was a lot of fun. And I'd say that, Bray, you're quite quite the trampolinist. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, um, did good. Got um, air, I think, the, rad, got, the radical got type got mad My sort yeah. of chinos started falling down. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Was, That's true. He did flash. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, we've decided... You've unbenarred, haven't you, and, and had a bit of a meltdown about your list. <laughs> I sent you about right? 25 different lists. <laughs> yeah. Because I got very excited. Um, and I thought, you only get to go on this show once. <laughs> you get one shot, pal. <laughs> one shot on a list. Make it count. So, some of the ones that you, you come across with, well, we was well up for, we were chatting mm-hmm. to it, going like, well, what do you reckon, what do you reckon? And, yeah. And so, we kind of think, well, we've, we spoke, didn't we, all three of us, just before... Um, we started recording that we're going to try and sort of head through a few time dependent, aren't yes. we? So we're going to try and cap it at the two hours. So we've yep. got two one hour episodes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, what did you want to start with? Uh, top five worst, weirdest gigs I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's yeah. a good starter. Yeah. It's a very good starter. Yeah. So, okay. So this is, this is stand up. Yep. So I've done stand up now for nine years. Okay. I've done many gigs, and uh, m- many of them have been horrendous. <laughs> and, uh, and to narrow them down to the five worst we- I mean, because you do stand up, I do, you know a bit about it, you know a lot about it. You go all over the country, and you are invited, and various places are very well-run gigs, and various places are not, and things happen. And I thought, oh, well, there's... I was trying to think of, like different they're not all just like oh that was a bad gig that was a bad gig yeah like sometimes you're in just situations where you worry for your life and Bloody other, times, hell. other times it's just oh these people fucking hate me and <laughs> they've hated they just hate my face i've just stepped on and uh and i thought oh maybe there's some good stories in that okay oh, mate yeah that, for sure definitely it'd be really good just um just knowing what comedians have to go through to, to stand up there and you, you, you sit there t- making time to structure something that you hope is going to make people laugh and yeah. 
and that can be dependent on, I guess, the crowd and if the crowd are feeling it, or if they're, and if they pick up a bit of a bad vibe, then people might all go within themselves a little bit and not might not want to laugh. And oh, I don't know. I, I just, you've got to be tough to be a comedian. I think so. the worst. The worst is like when when people say they died. I think when you die, <laughs> it's when it's silent. Like it's not. I think the worst feeling you can get as a comic on stage is pity. Is <laughs> when they is oh. when they're so quiet that they like as if someone shouts out, "You're shit." then at least on some level <laughs> yeah, they yeah. think you're strong they're enough. They're engaging. Uh, they, they think you're strong yeah. enough that they can say that. But and if they won't even, break you. <laughs> yeah, but if even a, a, a like dickhead at the back feels so sorry for you <laughs> that he thinks, I can't say you're shit, that's when you're dying. That's a oh, real death. No. Does that happen then? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it happens like, when that happens, it's usually, it's usually like just, I mean, it happens to everyone, but, and you can never like it happened. The last time it happened to me was like in Leicester at a Christmas gig, and it was just like the like I literally stepped on stage and they went quiet as if they sort of collectively went, I don't like his face. Yeah, they judged. Don't judged like his. And there was nothing I could do, and I tried so many different things to try and get him on board. Nothing happened, and then at fifteen minutes. I got I got a light at the back, which I thought meant twenty. I was supposed to do twenty, but the guy who booked the gig was obviously going get off, get off now. And I said into the mic, "Well, uh, it's <laughs> nearly time for me to finish. You'll be pleased to hear." And the guy at the back, not not for me to hear it, just quietly said to his table, "Thank God." Fucking <laughs> hell! <laughs> <laughs> and then when I got off stage, I thought, well, maybe it wasn't that bad. But the promoter was waiting for me with my coat and bag and he took me he said come this way and he took me around like a back alley opened the door and he went the station's that way I think it's best the audience don't see you what just fucking chucked me back on the train back to London that's really horrible did you still get paid yeah I got paid yeah fucking hell man I wasn't sure whether to invoice it but I thought well I'll come to Leicester did I I mean I did I did my job just incredibly badly that's that's a bit no but but then also it is a bit like you know as as music promoters you you have to know your booking right and like we've had bad DJs and bad bands but I don't think I've ever just gone like there's a door leave oh yeah you suck (laughs) well I think he thought he was like protecting me I think he thought oh did did it feel like there was a bit I didn't think anything was. I just think they were not my people Uh, but I think he thought best that they don't see you because otherwise there's going to be awkward conversations or something fuck yeah anyway that's the that's like the worst kind where there's like nothing you can do but the well I was going to tell you that isn't even in the top five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now thinking this is a really dark... Oh, uh, this is brilliant. No, this is amazing. Uh, I mean, but the, but what happened? So when I started stand-up... Are, I, are these going to be in order? Yeah, I was thinking maybe. Well, <laughs> Like from worse to really worse? Or? No, because some aren't like worse. Some are just like weird. Right, okay. Yeah. But like, so when the second... So the first gig I did went amazing I'm never going to do top 5 most amazing gigs <laughs> by the way just for the record if you've never seen me occasionally I have a good gig I don't want this this is like a really bad promotion for Brett Goldstein's stand up I mean he sounds terrible he just gig after gig was awful bear in mind I've done like over a thousand gigs so we're talking about yeah. some 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're talking only 990 have been terrible. <laughs> yeah. say, only but, 60% yeah. higher. <laughs> but, um, but the first gig I did, very first gig I did, was like amazing, totally amazing. And it was purely, I think, adrenaline and terror. Yeah. I was so nervous about it. And it just sort of went amazing. I literally stormed Your first it. ever gig. First ever gig. And oh. if, it, if the first gig had been bad, I don't think I'd have ever carried Where on. Where was it? It was at the Enterprise in Chalk Farm. Okay. And I was like shitting myself. And yeah. it was just fucking... Bang, 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 and it was amazing. And so then at that gig, someone said to me, and I knew nothing. I didn't really know how it worked, the gigging stuff. And he said to me, is that your first five? Unbelievable. That was so good. He said, you should get to the comedy store and go on at the gong show, which I knew nothing about. And he <laughs> said, all you have to do is five minutes, and then you get a slot at the comedy store. And I was like, great. All right. That Easy. sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. thought, all right, second gig, comedy store, <laughs> sold. Yep. And... Uh, Comedy store, as you know, biggest sort of most famous yeah. venue in London. So I go to this sign up. You just sign up. Anyone can sign up to this gong show. I've d- never seen it. Don't know what it is. And I'm put on. I'm going to be like number forty of the of sixty acts or something. And I'm in the second half. So I think, oh, I just watch the first half. It's absolutely rams full to the brim of people. Mm. And the f- and they go, welcome to the gong show. You know, five minutes. All you have to do is five minutes, or you get gonged off. People are given three red cards. If you if three red cards come up, you're off. First person goes up, they go, oh, hello, I'm a bit, they say, I'm a bit, the entire audience go, fuck off! (laughs) 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 And I'm sat there like, oh my God, what is this? (laughs) What what happened? Thrown to the lions. Yeah. I was like, holy oh. shit, I didn't know this was the thing. And then I watch as act after act just gets like, ah, down from the audience, you prick. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, oh, and I realised that people come to this thing, almost like a football game or something. They just come to get their hate out. Like yeah. no one's, barely yeah. anyone's listening to yeah. But occasionally like someone who is clearly a much more established comic You've would go You've got to slay them then to, to, to not get Well, that. in a way, what you've got to do is either... <laughs> arguably to win that thing you have to be like just really weird and different mm. so they go oh what what's he doing mm. uh but you know some people got through but it's y- you better be doing like a one-liner because yeah. no one's listening longer than that anyway so i'm watching like panic 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 and i'm pacing around the back of the room like why am i here what have i done <laughs> why on earth? like i don't have the skills i know <laughs> i now realize what a fool i've been like this is my second gig i don't know I do not have the skills to stand in front of 400 baying people. Is that how many people? Yeah, and do, and do five minutes. And, and I'm thinking, well, don't do it, don't do it. But if I set myself a thing, I'll always do it. So I was like, but it's like, a, literally felt like a kamikaze mission. It's like, well, I'm going to my death here, but I'm going because I've signed it and I said I'd do it. And, um, and I wait and it's now later and later. So people are more and more pissed. And as it gets to me... Whoever's been on before gets gonged off after like a second. I think they sort of haven't even touched the mic and three red cars go up and gong. And he goes, so whoever's the MC goes, uh, next up, it's uh, number 42, whatever. It's Brett Goldstein. And you have to walk down the like aisle through the crowd. And, but they can't even see me yet. And what I'm hearing, the chant is, fuck off, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you're walking through haven't there. even seen me. And I'm walking through... <laughs> To fuck off, fuck off. And I just, in my head, I just remember thinking, what on? It's like I'm going to war. What am I doing? I'm literally <laughs> going over the. T- I mean, no disrespect to soldiers. I'm sure what you do is equally mm. brave. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I thought, it's like I'm stepping over the fucking thing into this. And I remember standing on a stage and it literally was like a hurricane. It felt like you could feel 
this madness, this like energy of hey, fuck off. Sounds like a public execution. Yeah. And I said my first, I just sort of held it. I remember like gripping the mic and sort of standing there feeling like this wind in my face. And I held it and I said my first line and like the front section laughed. So the back is still going fuck off and then the front section like proper laugh. And then I think, okay. And I just sort of put my head down and I say the next thing. And then that gets a laugh. And so it sort of starts kind of spreading. But then what happens is after about 45 seconds, this crowd, this half of the crowd goes, Oi! Because people are still chanting. Oi, shut up! I think he's good. But then the other half of the crowd that have just been told to shut up go, You shut up! You fuck off! <laughs> so, now, so now I'm just stood there while there's like two armies fighting each other. And I'm just looking down the middle and they go, fuck off! I think he's good! Fuck off! But I now realise that the people who like me are no are longer listening. Act, yeah, I'm just, still talking. Are still talking, yeah. I'm just on like autopilot. The words are coming out of my mouth. But now half the audience are fighting the other half the audience. So I realise that the people who were on my side are no longer listening to me because they're fighting the other people. I forgot what they're fighting for. Yeah, and I'm just standing there like, well, uh, and I sort of, and, and there's one guy. So now basically no one's even looking at me and it's just like, fuck off, mate, fuck off, fuck off, fuck off. And I'm just saying my words, saying my words. And then there's a guy in the front who's got the red card and he looks at me and I look at him like, put me out of my misery, right? <laughs> But he, he looks at me and he goes, and I hear him above this. It's like a really like moment of like an angelic thing. And he goes, go on, mate. I like it. And, and I look at him and I go, no, you're all right. And he just puts up the thing and he goes, go on. And I go, thank you very much. And I <laughs> oh, my God. So I did like, I did one minute 47. But believe me, that felt like a year. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. That was my second gig. I mean, it's been easier since then. That's a baptism of fire, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I do actually think it's quite a good thing to make. Stand-ups do, because you feel like... It's, 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 so, it's uphill from there. Yeah. Uh, Downhill. Yeah. What? Uphill. <laughs> I know. So since then, you've been back a lot, I presume, and watched it and... No, I've never done... never been back to the gong show. I mean, I don't... I think it's... If I, you would, yeah. would you get involved? Would you get involved you with, like, the chanting that? and, like... Oh, right. What, to watch it? <laughs> I think my... Uh, well, I wonder, because maybe you become, like... Well, I went through it. Maybe you become, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah completely unsympathetic to people and you're just going fuck off you prick <laughs> before anyone's done anything weird, like, have you ever like heckled a comedian um, or a band surprisingly um, not really I get a bit shy about stuff like that to yeah. be honest with you yeah I, I do just, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not one for it really I think it's really I don't know to, me and anyone I know always just think why would you fucking heckle a comedian like they're funny mm. that's what they do so yeah. they will they will yeah. shut you down yeah I remember um Jimmy Carr always comes to grace. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. test his stuff. Yeah, don't it on heckle the, him. On the drunk cut. Do not heckle him. <laughs> yeah, because in grace as well, you just get in yeah. people like, hey, Jimmy, you fucking nonce. Yeah, and like, yeah. and he was just ruthless. Yeah, and we just, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. But he almost invites it as well. There's a lot of When he finishes his act. Yeah. Like, no, he does, then. He says, well, he's, yeah. he's up for, well, sometimes he does that. Yeah. There's some good heckle, heckles on YouTube to watch, people who handle it pretty well. But yeah, I, I couldn't do that. I, I'm quite a bit too uh, self-conscious, I think, to, to shout out of that. Saying that, and I'm on the drunk cast talking about getting my wang out in nightclubs. Yeah, but, you do yeah. seem shy. <laughs> it's strange. It's a strange... Uh, <laughs> not, not that I'm encouraging so, people to go to your shows and heckle, but how, how do you deal with, with, with heckling? Well, the reality is, and please don't come to, to my shows and heckle, <laughs> the, the I don't think I'm the sort of act who, like, invites it. But mm. also, the reality is, other than the gong show, where that is sort of the game. Yeah. When people... When, a lot of people always say, oh, I'd be scared of being heckled. But I don't think... Like, being heckled as in terms of someone going, you're shit, touch wood, 
no one has ever said your shit mm. to me because and, and I've never seen anyone be told your shit and I've yeah. seen mm. hundreds and hundreds of gigs it's actually really rare and yeah. quite weird most people when they heckle when people think of heckling what what it is is someone joining in yeah and they think they're helping or it's often they're they're enjoying it and they they think they're adding to it or something yeah and what a lot of people do will shut that down and go shut up mate you prick yeah, yeah, and yeah, say yeah. something yeah. witty but yeah. i always try and yes and it and try and turn it into something yeah. unless it's mean mm. if it's sort of mean spirited and it's not gonna help yeah. i'll shut it down but if it's someone who's sort of stupid sometimes you have like mad people say weird shit but instead of going I'll go, what's that? And then I'll try and incorporate it because I want it to be live. I want it yeah, to be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this happened tonight and this couldn't happen any other night. Yeah. The reason it happened tonight is because that person said a really weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> so let's not ignore that that happened. Let's yeah, make yeah. it fun. Cause th- and then you keep it nice and everyone's yeah. having a good time yeah. instead of going, fuck off, what'd you say? Yeah. Prick! <laughs> <laughs> well, we oh, don't want yeah. nice, do we? We want to hear all about your fucking weird oh, yeah, yeah, shit gigs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go into that, when you when you used to go, did you ever used to have just like dead silence when you were in? Um, yeah, you when you were a comedy band. Lilo, serious problem. Or? No, because there was nine of us. It's it was tough. easy just to. Um, <laughs> Block that was just, just, uh, like kind of shut people down quite quite mm. easily, yeah, and yeah. because the nature of the band was a little bit kind of not aggressive, yeah, but. It's bloody nine of you up on stage as well. Yeah, yeah so that was getting yeah. people so scared. I don't think that many people were were too fussed about being. Yeah, they, they, I think I just thought if I shout something, I would probably have nine people dressed idiotically being. Mm. It would just shut me down straight away. Uh, uh, no, I, I do remember there was a guy at one gig, and because we was quite leery on stage. I remember this, 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 we walked off stage and my, my mate's mum said to me, um, there's, there's a guy over there and um, he left and he come back with a, a potato with nails, like six inch nails pushed oh, through yeah. it to fry at me. So he, he weren't, he was, uh, he was a bit aggressive. Hang on, what happened? That? that sounds like um, the AT um, got locked in a greengrocer's. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, fast forward about... Two years, and he was um, actually. I'm eating a roast dinner. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was actually on stage with us. Um, his knob was pierced, and he had a chain attached to the um, ring yeah. on his bell end, mm-hmm. attached to my friend who would pull him along while he was on a skateboard being pulled along on the chain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was. I think he was just a bit of a massive show off that Why didn't like people... the fact that we was. Show off. Why do people put sharp things through their helmet? I don't know. I can't. I also heard that if you do put a sharp thing through your helmet, not that I was looking into it, <laughs> someone told me, go that on. You're then not allowed to like have sex for a month or something. So really? like, if you're doing, I mean, mm. what's the? Th- there's just mm. no thinking behind it. No, there's I re- no positive. I remember when um, in the sort of like mid nineties when the prodigy blew right up and mm. Keith was all bit crazy with his mm. zany hair and stuff. Mm. I remember that there was a guy that used to come to one of my clubs that was obsessed with him and, and shaved his head and had the little mm. kind of devil horny bits that he had done and had his nose pierced, but he had his knob pierced as well. Mm. And I remember having a wee in a kind of urinal type thing in the, in the venue mm. and him coming and having a wee next to me mm. and he literally peed two streams. Mm. And I remember mm. thinking, fuck. And he was, and I was like, not that I was looking at his Corey, Sounds but I was like just like, no, but obviously when you see... Two jets of piss. Did it was he, did, a bit weird. Does he, would, so he'd come 
two two ways as well. <laughs> yeah, you and you and one of your other friends both got it in the phone. Yeah. Do, do you know what? That that's would it? I I was coming out the same hole, same area. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holes. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I had a friend who had two holes in his dick. He should be in a museum. Two holes, one one for we, one for come. Had two holes. No, Get you didn't. Yeah, they were separate. It. They were separate. Get yeah. out of it. Yeah, true story. And and yes, and yes, I saw it <laughs> because I was like, well, I'm going to have to see. Well, it. you made him come. I mean, I'm not, not with your hand. No. <laughs> I said, like, go on, do it. I'm going to stay here until I'm you nervous. prove it. I'm nervous. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like an anomaly. His he, his tubes were separate. Two holes, one for Wii, I tell you what, he's bloody lucky that that was all it was. Do you know what I mean? Because when anomalies go wrong, it's normally not just the convenience of a separation mm. of. Normally, it's like a, a micro penis or like um, you know, it's it all looks like a right mess down there. All guesswork from, back from, from, from all experience. Guesswork. <laughs> oh my god! Because um, but how's he circumcision? When that goes wrong, I was watching a, a thing on that. You're watching a Channel Five on a Channel Five documentary where circumcision goes wrong. Right. <laughs> when neighbours' circumcisions go wrong. <laughs> Basically, uh, I, I was looking at diff- different issues, and and so you know, we, uh, FGM is one of the most terrible things ever, friend, right? Yeah. And yet we also do circumcision, and that doesn't get talked about a lot. Mm. And actually. Um, it's only something I've started to look into. It's like, oh, actually, that's kind of quite dark that we do just whip that off. Um, yeah. But no. I don't know. But yeah, it can go wrong. And um, yeah, lads, are, you know, sex life, no, no, stopped from the start. You know. Have you ever let anyone look at your Google history? Yes. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I, you haven't. I've recently deleted it all. Okay. So, yeah, there's nothing. The person that looks there. at your Google history will be the same person that will be putting that hard drive in a plastic <laughs> bag and having it removed from your ass. Have I? Sorry. Actually, let me let me answer that honestly. Have I? Let, haven't let someone intentionally look at my Google history, but no doubt that you know. People have had a little peek at it, like girlfriends. Like, What's he been up to? Why did he close that laptop really quickly? Yeah. So, yeah, have you then? Right? Have you had the courage to go? Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, or has one of your mates just gone, can I for a laugh see what you've been looking at? Well, I don't, I'm, uh, I don't have, I don't uh, watch porn anymore, so I'm all right. Yeah, it's I, I part of your act, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I used to, and actually, genuinely, that was one mm. of the upsides, one of the best things about giving up porn is, not fearing people looking through so your funny. computer. Like, me, me and Pip. I'm like, yeah, you can look at my computer. Like, and it's the first, I was like, oh God, I feel so relieved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is, is kind of true. It is kind of true. It's when you're single. Because yeah. when, 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 yeah. you're, when you're locked down, it's like you, you're a bit more on top of that sort no, of stuff. No, it's not. Even when you're, like, you're married and stuff, you do sometimes just have that thing where you, it ain't so much like, oh, did I lock the door? It's, oh, did I delete my history? No, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You're more attuned to it. Yeah. But Pip, like we were at the the, uh, the Bella saw the other day, and I can't remember why, but I went to Google. I've had some quite kind of awful things happen with this whole subject. When I've opened laptops, when I used to get on the train, oh, I've God. opened the laptop and it's been on board. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But um, I, I reckon that's happened a lot. Yeah, I reckon that's happened. A lot. But I, I was searching on Google, and I was searching for am- I can't even remember what it was amateur something. And it come up amateur, amateur circumcision. <laughs> and it come up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> DIY. I was saying I could do it, and it came up. It came up a porn reference, and Pip was like, "I said you're such a treat." And I was like, "I don't think I've done that, but you know, who knows?" Do you want a beer? I'll have a beer now, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, indeed. From me, thank you. What you want? Spirits. You got vodka? Yeah, mate. Oh, well, maybe have a little one. Yeah, cheeky uh, little one. Uh, vodka and uh, whatever you have. 
I've got some Coke, some Diet Coke. Diet Coke? Yeah. Lovely. Uh, vodka is in the house. I'll go and grab it. Oh, no, don't worry. Bacardi, gin. We'll do it in the second one. All right, okay. We'll do that, we'll do that. Um, well, right, shall so we make a start? Yeah, let's do it. No, I thought we deviated straight onto circumcision and... Thank you, mate. Um, okay, so top five weirdest gigs. I mean... Oh, that was one of them. I've already that, done one. Okay, sure. No, no. <laughs> number four. What's number four? Uh, well, I thought, you know, different th- sort of areas. This isn't necessarily the weirdest thing. It's a shorter one, but I don't let my mum and dad see me do stand-up. They've never seen me do stand-up, my parents. Uh, because, uh, I mean... I can't think of anything worse. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they're very loving, yeah. supportive people and they want to come. Yeah. But I have forbidden them. And f- to be fair, they have stuck to that. Yeah. But, you know, what is awful is I can't stop their friends coming. Yeah. And I have done gigs where I talk about my mum and dad and friends of my mum and dad have been in the audience oh. and that's a fucking nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but also because I talk about very rude stuff. and yeah. I, And also... I do think that there's an element of, I mean, I sort of talk about this in stand-up, but there's an element of it's, it's kind of intimate. Like, there's something weirdly, it's a, it is a bit like wanking in front of strangers, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something, and so to, so I couldn't masturbate with my mum and dad watching, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and, uh, and I'd made this, and I'd said, you know, you can, you can never come. And once I had a gig, I was, I'd been going about two years, and I was pacing around outside the gig, this is when I still smoked and I was very nervous and I was just smoking a cigarette and a woman came down the stairs to go into the gig and I locked eyes with her and it was my mum in a wig. <laughs> Fuck off. True story. <laughs> my mum had put on a wig to try and sneak into the gig and we locked eyes and I went, what the fuck? And she turned straight around and went straight back up the stairs and then I called her and I could hear her like rushing, <laughs> rushing away and I was like, did you just... Did you genuinely just try and sneak into the gig in a wig? And she was like, I thought you wouldn't recognise me. And I was like, oh, you're my mutt. I mean, I know your face more than Mickey Mouse. You know what I mean? Like, of course I do. It's not like I'm playing the O2. That's such a cool mum though, isn't I'm, it? I'm yeah. at the Ginglick in Shepherd's Bush. That's brilliant though. Well, thank I, God I, I spotted her. I could, like, my mum and dad were never allowed to my gigs. Oh, really? And, I and thank like God you said that. super all... supportive and was yeah. like, yep, like, really want to come. And, but... I, just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I, I would be mortified, misbehaving, how I did, and if my parents were there. It suddenly, be, it suddenly changed. It, the thing they, I think they understand, but it's hard. I do get that they feel sort of left out, but it would because it's live. It changes like they can come and see Superbob and stuff at, at a screening mm. because it's done. But it's, yeah. because it's live, them in the room changes it. It's yeah. like what's yeah. that fucking physics thing? That looking at it changes it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the observation of it. Yeah. You know that physics thing, yeah, yeah. the physics thing. So I've been uh, reading about that along with the uh, what was it, the Israel nuclear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Iran. I was wondering if you could ask me about that. Say, yeah, oh, is there a situation? Iran? Iran? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it che- it would check. So they can't come. But anyway, she tried to get in a wig, and thank God I spotted her. Because imagine that moment happening on stage, <laughs> halfway through, halfway through a routine mom? about wanking. Is that my mum <laughs> in a wig? It's all my dreams come true. Was it? Did was it a good job of a wig, or was it a bit? It was a, like she's got long hair, and it was a short. It was like a bob, you know, right. like a sort of like. Um, hatch with the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gaucho, yeah, glasses, yeah, and a tash. I mean, <laughs> so did you want to be an actor or a stand-up or a bit of everything? 
Uh, I always loved stand-up, but I was always too scared. I just thought it was something impossible. And I always, I was always an actor and I was always a writer from when I was little. And But I'd, list, I'd fucking listen to stand-up all the time. I was like obsessed with it. But it was almost like a secret because I was so... What was it? What were you listening to at that age? Richard Pryor. I've mm. got like all the box sets of everything. I had Richard Pryor, Steve Martin, mm. mostly American stuff. And I'll tell you mm. what, one of the defining things, and I keep thinking I, I need to... I've told him this when I saw him. There was a like a free cassette that came with Loaded in the 90s. And it was like stand-up. And like there's an, a guy called... Fuck. <laughs> I think he's... Oh, shit. I can't remember his name. And it's so terrible. What did it like? His name is Matt. I can't remember his last name. Oh, this is really bad. Can we edit this? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matty, Matt. He's not. He's not a big. He's not a big act. But I know that routine that was on that tape, off by heart, and I think yeah. it's fucking brilliant. And it's genuinely like one of the things that yeah. inspired me or whatever. And I always think I must tell him yeah. how influential he has been more than say Richard Pryor or something because I heard that the most. This thing out. that came free with. Is he still on the circuit then? Yeah, I see him sometimes, but not much. And, uh, oh, God, the thought of standing up and be, trying to be funny, would, I just don't think I but could do But you basically do that. It's different. I've never been, I'm not a funny, for example, let's, let's take the drunk cast, for example. Um, when I listen back to that on, on the train mm-hmm. with my own drunk cast t-shirt yeah, on, with my own face yourself. on it. Um, when I listen back to that, my humour is very much uh, quite crass, quite slapstick, and I like to be awkward and cringy. I like that. But... That's not. I, I don't. When you when you contribute, Brett, you're you're like one line sharp and really fucking funny and, and thought through. I can't do any of that. So I, I'm more Disagree. of a jester. I believe in you. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> well, I'm kind of. I'm happy with that. You know, I'm not. I'm not like you know. I sleep. Uh, yes, please. Thank you. Um, yeah, that would kill. That would kill me. Stand up. I, you, performing DJing can be quite nerve wracking because yeah. the, the, I said to a mate not that long ago um, that I'd had about two years of being. So good as a DJ, where I was going up every time I played. <laughs> she's pissing his pants. Every time I played, I was nailing it. It was really good. Yeah. And um, no, no, it, it's just it's just the truth, right? Yeah. I was smashing it, and you know, I said that to a friend, and I had three gigs. This was this year. This was November last year. After I confessed, Do you know what? I think I've got this DJ like nailed. Right. Mm. I can go in a room and I can get it right. And then I had three gigs, one after the other, where I just, fuck it, I just, I just drowned. It was awful. Oh, the people aren't dancing, people are staring at me, uh, people are asking me to change the music. That's a hot, that's, yeah, that's like the same thing. Like when you're in that place, playing music you don't want to hear to a crowd that doesn't want to hear it. That is the worst situation yeah. to be in as a DJ. The best is obviously playing music that you want to hear and people are all loving it. But when you're in that last, that little, that quadrant, it's not a... It's a horrible place. But yet, I still didn't write any of those songs. And with something like comedy, yeah. that is <laughs> your... You could shout into the microphone. It's your... not my fault, it's some shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who wrote this one. But with comedy, you're like, no, no, I, I've, yeah. I've made this and I think this is funny. I'm, I'm hoping you'll laugh. No one's laughing. That's well, this like... is why, particularly if you like, like, I'm not doing a character really. I mean, it's mm. a heightened version of myself, yeah. I suppose. But like, yeah, so when you have a bad gig, when people don't like your comedy, it's like they're going... 
Not only do I not like your comedy, I don't like you as a human <laughs> being. You disgust me. Especially like, as you walk up. Yeah. Like, like yeah. the fact that you walked on stage, I, you know, you get that every now and then you meet someone and you think they don't like the cut of my jib. And, and probably when you're younger, that probably bothers you. But as you get older, you're like, that's cool. I might like yeah. them. They might not like me. And I'm still okay with that. Well, we, but, did we, we, we mentioned it on the, when we've done Pip's podcast together, the drunk cast, that I think if you see you don't really know too much about you and you got, you, you've walked on stage to make us laugh. Mm. The bloke that's better looking than me that's going to try and be funny is instantly going to, I'm going to be against you. That's interesting that. I yeah. could, I, 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 because lots of comedians up. are kind of quirky looking mm. and... But you're a very handsome man. And like, oh, thank He's you. not. He's like uh, a bad photocopy of Robin Williams, isn't you, mate? It's Robbie Williams. No, not he's not. He's barely got any hair on him. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, because when you first come in, you was talking about stand up. You were saying like, yeah, just and then my face, and you, you you mentioned your face about three or four times, and I just thought, you're a handsome man. Like, cheers, 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 Brett, all around. Yeah. We should talk about that. Cheers. Um, yeah, and so um, I, I instantly think, oh, he's better looking than me. Like, so mm. it's gonna be annoying. Like, mm. I think I'll be against you. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. Uh, I'll be doing some previews in the next few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to you coming. No, but do you not think... I'm against you. <laughs> Thank you. That's a good heckle. Just your face. <laughs> Only I, for some reason, I think you're better looking than me. And I, <laughs> so I sort of don't like you from the start. Continue. <laughs> I really need to come back on that because the heckle, the heckler's heckled himself in a way. Yeah, but it's like that kind of Gareth Gates thing, like you know when he. What did he do? Well, he's got a little speech impediment, didn't he? And so everyone was like, "Oh, you've got no, a lisp, haven't you?" Like, I, what what we got got Pip stuttering all the time. You got a lisp, and I could not be quiet. Are you aware we, of my lisp? <laughs> lisp. I am now. Yeah, lisp. I, I literally. Well, I'm 44, mm. and it was what. I think about three years ago, I was just sitting up uh, uh, in my office and my business partner just went to me like, well, that's all right. It's just because um, my other business partner was there who's got a lisp. And she went, that's all right. You both got a lisp, didn't you? And I was like, I haven't. <laughs> she was like, what? Well, of course you have. And I was like, well, I haven't. Uh, and then I literally phoned up my wife and I was yeah. like, have I got a lisp? And she was like, of course you have. Yeah. And I've never You didn't know In a million years Well how long So you was gone 40 And you didn't realise You had a list I reckon I was probably About 41 Yeah And I had no idea Had you you started the podcast By that No 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 no, nothing Maybe you'd not heard Heard your voice back Well I've sung in a band For years And no one had ever Just gone Oh you lisping prick Like everyone was Mm. I think it's charming Thanks I don't. I think it's disgusting. <laughs> it, it annoys me every time. I try and keep you away from anything with S's in, to be honest with you. I try and articulate conversations with, not with sausage in. Or... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. We ever said that about Pip, Pip Starter. Like when I knew him for about a month and he didn't start once. Oh, really? Back at college. And uh, me, me being a, a twat. Yeah. He said he went to say a word. It was it was D, and he, he went duh, 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 and I went duh, 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 duh. <laughs> and he did it again a little bit later, and I tore into him again, and then he did it a little bit later, and I was like, "Oh mate, have you have you got a start?" He went, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry." You know, the very first time I met uh, Scrooge Pip, to my eternal shame, was at a gig about films. And I went on before him and I didn't know him. And I did a whole routine about the King's Speech. (laughs) 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 I like a whole routine about it. And he then went on and went, thanks for making me feel welcome. (laughs) Brilliant. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So is the next one a weird one or um, a bad Uh, one? Okay, let's do... I'll save, I'll tell you what, I know what will be number one, because that's the, okay, so the next one, well, I'll just tell you, okay, so this is like a bad, the worst <laughs> one, I'd say the worst gig I've ever had in terms of just like a bad, terrible gig, wow. but, but quite funny, I think, hopefully. So mm-hmm. I went, I got invited to Ibiza to do a gig, right, and it was me, Catherine Ryan, and Rich Wilson, <laughs> and uh, and we'd been invited, and it was like, so I thought... And it, I thought, and it was like all paid for, paid for flights. It was two days, but only the gig was only one night. And um, and I thought, well, this is probably going to be a weird gig because it's Ibiza. I don't understand. We're we doing it to clubbers or like yeah. what's happening here? But it was like the other side of Ibiza, not the sort of club side. The, the more calm, tranquil. Yeah. And when we got there, we were picked up by the man at the airport and he was very nice. He was like, oh, everyone's really excited that you're here. We're having this comedy night. And as we're driving there, he's sort of explaining what it is. And I'm starting to think, oh, this sounds... Not what I thought it was. And basically it's like, um, it's almost like we're doing a cruise ship, except we're not, we're, we're, it seems we're like a package hotel, like a hotel, probably all-inclusive hotel. Mm. And it's families, and it's some sort of like jet ski aficionados week So you're like a something. radical red coat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and we get there, and as I get there, I think, ah, oh, and then I get a really bad feeling when I see where we're performing because I'm like we're on a stage outside on the beach and there's like dinner tables set up really far from the stage there's obviously no roof we're outside and I'm thinking if the acoustics are bad we're fucked mm. and I'm already like oh this is mm. this don't look good and no one's around the hotel's sort of empty and I go where is everyone he goes oh they're on an all day booze cruise and I'm like oh Oh, great. <laughs> oh, so they're drinking, they're drinking all day before the gig. Okay, cool. Great, great, great. And so we... How do you to... deal with that, though? Like, in your head, like, are you 
Do you just? Oh, in my head, I'm like, oh, we're fucked. I'm, I'm now preparing for. Do you, do you deal with that, or do you? Or will that get the better of you? You think, oh, fucking hell, fucking. Do you know hell. what? What's weird is I've discovered I am actually in a way. I if if I know a gig is going to be terrible. I almost get a bit zen about it because mm. I go, all right, well, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And then anything that happens is a bonus. I get more nervous when it's like an amazing gig and everyone goes, this is the best gig ever and everyone storms it because I think, well, I'll be the one. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I could yeah, ruin yeah, this. Yeah. Mm. But if there's nothing to ruin, it's kind of... But I did. I was nervous and also because we're staying there. And so we'd met someone and they'd said like, oh, and tomorrow after the gig, after the gig tonight, we'll take you out tonight. And then tomorrow we'll take you on the jet skis and, you know, you have a like, holiday. And it's like, okay, cool. So... The we wait. People come off this booze cruise, and as they're walking past us, I'm like, "Oh no, this is not." Oh, I battered. <laughs> they're battered, and the sort of chat they're having, the sort of comedy they seem to be into, is like, "Oh, I tell him, tell him, because her tits fell out. Her tits <laughs> fell out," and they're laughing. Ah, yeah, my tits fell out. My tits <laughs> fell out, and he saw them. You saw them, didn't you? Yeah, he saw. He saw my tits, and I'm thinking, I don't know if you're gonna like. <laughs> Uh, stuff <laughs> and um, be a bit too nuanced. <laughs> and uh, they, they, so they all, so eventually they all sit down for dinner, and we sort of have a table, like we have to sit with them. And there's a guy who's going to MC it, who's like a, yeah, he's like a cruise ship sort of music guy. So he goes mm. on stage to introduce it, and he says, "I'm going to do a song." Was you first? No, Rich Wilson was first. So he, he goes, "I'll do a song," and he goes on stage. The CD doesn't work. He gets fucking angry. I'm also like, we can't hear him. I'm like, oh, this is fucked. So he's on stage. No one's giving him anything. He gets angry. He goes, oh, the fucking CD. And then he goes, right. Uh, well, anyway, all right. Well, here's your comedy then. Well, here's your first act. So that was the intro for Richard Wilson. Richard Wilson is an amazing comedian. I love him very, very much. He goes on. He struggles. They're not listening to him. He's looking at me. He's going, mate, I knew this is going to be hard. And I was like, yeah. And, uh, and, but he does his time and, and he's very funny, but no one's listening and he's just sort of not getting uh, the thing. And then he goes, right, well, I, I tried my best, didn't I? And then he, <laughs> he comes off and then the angry man comes back on, tries to do another song and see, my fucking CD isn't working. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> People are just sort of eating their dinner. It seems like we're like sort of in the way of their dinner. I can't really work out. It doesn't feel like a show. <laughs> and the acoustics shit as well. Acoustics from where I'm sitting sound really bad. So then I'm like, well, because that's the problem with stand-up. If the acoustics aren't, if the mic doesn't work and yeah. no one can hear you, you are sort of fucked. Like, you can yeah. improvise as much as you want, but they can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I think, right, I've got to, like, be, give energy and fucking, that's the only hope I've got. So he goes, all right, on the second act, break the scene. So I run on and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, sort of dancing around. And I get nothing back, nothing. And I go, yeah, you, good, good evening, are you all right? Silence. Okay. I can just hear like food being eaten and a bit of chat. Oh, <laughs> so I do, I do like, I say five, I do five minutes of like my safest, most like mainstream, yeah, solid family golf. friendly. Bang, bang, bang. And I bang it out. Nothing. Silence. Nothing. Right. And then I say, <laughs> right. I go, uh, I go, I'll be honest. I don't really know what to do with you lot. And I'm trying to keep it sort of positive, but I'm also thinking maybe I'll, make some magic happen maybe I'll have some improvising will happen with them like I don't really know what to do with you like I said what I just did was what I do with an audience I'm not sure about and it didn't even work with you so maybe there's maybe there's some other ideas nothing nothing and I go okay maybe I should stop addressing the fact that this isn't going well and I'll all right I'll commit to a bit shall I commit to a bit and I do like a gold bit gold solid solid nothing (laughs) nothing and then I go so I've only done like seven minutes I'm supposed to do 20 25 and I've never in my life left 
before my time, yeah. except for when I'm told to. And uh, so it's seven minutes. And then I go, because it just feels like I'm on my own. It doesn't even, it doesn't even feel like they're ignoring me. It's like they, it's almost like they're not seeing me. Yeah. So I go into the mic, can you hear me? And they all go, yes. <laughs> and I go, oh, right. So you just hate me. And they go, yes. <laughs> and I go, oh, right. Okay. Well, that explains it then. And I go, should I just fuck off? And they go, yes. And so I go, I go, oh, well, this is. But and I'm sort of like, I'm just trying to make sort of Catherine and Rich laugh because we're fucked. So I go, well, this is going to haunt me, isn't it? So I come all the way to Ibiza. I start, oh, you're going to have a lovely holiday in the sun. Just got to entertain these people for 20 minutes. And I come out here and I get nothing from you. And they're not laughing at this, nothing. And I'm going, oh, this is, oh, yeah, you'll all forget about this. But I'll be dreaming about this for weeks. And I go, anyway, all right, fuck you then. Good night. And I walk off. And I run back on and I go, sorry, did someone say encore? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So then I have to go, right? And then they take a break. But the worst thing is, I've got nowhere to go to. Like, I'm these people's thing. So I have to go and sit back at the table amongst them. So then I sit there like, oh. I just had this terrible gig. I can't leave. I'm trapped in Ibiza, in the mid- wherever we are. And... Um, and then what's awful so about it... Did you staying at the place? Yeah, we were staying in the fucking hotel where the gig was. So then... So it was so bad that then people... So then they take a break, right? And people are... And, and everyone is going... Like, me and Rich are like, it's fine because it was unplayable. Like, as in, I can't feel bad about it because it was unplayable. Yeah. Uh, but and, and people are going, you know what you should have done? No, you should have done, like jokes that people would enjoy like oh should I okay yeah that's a good yeah people are like giving thanks me advice thanks for the feedback Cheers. people are giving me advice and stuff so then they take a break but then in the break we say to them look rearrange the gig the, the gig can't work like this you have to move everyone closer because it's too big a gap so they rearrange the whole venue bring all the tables and all the chairs closer so then Catherine Ryan goes on. Catherine Ryan's one that I think the best acts in England, and she completely storms it, which is oh, amazing yeah. and quite right too. However, the downside of that is it then makes us look really bad worse, <laughs> because yeah. we had been saying, "Oh, it's unplayable," but then it's clearly not unplayable because yeah, yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. so. Then after the gigs, Catherine comes off, and they all they're all like, "Well, come on!" And we said we'd take you for a drink. So then we have to go out because I can't. We've got nowhere else to go. They take us for drinks, Back but to your room. all <laughs> everyone is doing is telling me and me how to do stand up and like why and people and then one person generally said to me you should have done like what Catherine did like talk about your daughter and talk I was like I don't have a daughter <laughs> I, I can't do what Catherine does we're completely no. different people but then so the worst part is so then everyone left we go to bed but the next day when they'd like said I oh, will take you on jet skis and stuff there was so much like shame I was like a rat hiding in this hotel I had to kill a whole day but I couldn't let anyone see me I was scared to go down for <laughs> breakfast I was like I don't want to go for breakfast with all these people so I was like hiding in alleyways like st- grabbing food where I could for the day <laughs> and the man who'd booked us for the gig we never saw him again we never saw him because I guess he must have been like oh god that was so embarrassing I told everyone this night was going to be amazing fucking I can't believe that even like that that can happen. I can. Like I've been. You've some... met Brett. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've seen no, most stuff. I mean, you're on holiday. Even if you piss, like you, you, you don't want to sit out to hang. No, no, I think, to be fair to them, I think it was what I'd realised once I was there. It's like this wasn't people going to comedy who wanted it. This was comedy being put on on you yeah. for it's people. Weird, yeah. They're yeah. there for a week. There's a week of entertainment, and suddenly yeah. their comedy is in front of them at their dinner. Yeah, they didn't. One, they didn't yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. come. They didn't pick us. They weren't looking yeah. for this. 
we were part of their package, yeah. I suppose, and it's like clearly we were not for them. That's what you and Rich tell yourselves, yeah. Uh, yeah, but whereas Catherine can go, well, I'm just a better comedian. <laughs> 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 you just got very good. Yeah. yeah. We were like, yeah, we did want good comedy. We didn't want what you brought. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that was just amazing because I was just trapped and I was like, where else could you go? And oh, jets man. and the thing. I never went jet on the jet ski. Yeah, like, have, you, have you ever been on them? Love it. Never no, got to go. So like, yeah. was that your first time in Ibiza? And, uh, no, uh, that was my second. Uh, the first time I did it properly. Oh, right, yeah. right. I was going to say, you were, you were probably thinking, oh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because yeah. I was thinking, oh, maybe we'll have bad gigs because everyone will be on pills and they won't yeah, <laughs> be able yeah. to concentrate, yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> no, not that sort of <laughs> 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 I wish they had been on pills, mate. <laughs> I um, made the mistake of uh, boshing some drugs at a comedy gig once. How did that? With a girlfriend. And how did that work out? Just for terrible. You? She was like, why did we take these drugs? <laughs> I was like, we I don't know. Pills. Yeah. At the comedy store. Wow. White knuckle ride, that was. <laughs> White knuckle ride. It was hard. It was intense. It was rushing off my face. And I hadn't done them for years, you know. And, uh, and we got some because I think Glastonbury was coming up. And, um, and we were like, let's do, something, let's do something impromptu. Went there and I said, oh, let's just have one of these each then, shall we? <laughs> Didn't get... Because I was rushing so hard, I couldn't understand the gags. The, my timing was gone. Because I prefer to watch comedy sober. <laughs> Yeah. To be honest with you, like when I go to a comedy gig, I don't really want to drink a lot because yeah. I want to, you know, properly absorb yeah. the, you know, the the timing and that. Oh, I didn't get any of it, mate. And um, Did you have a good my partner at the time was just like, "This was a really bad idea," but whilst also <laughs> like fucking watching her own brain <laughs> and the people around us, I reckon. I don't know if it was a fear or not, but I forgot this feeling that everyone knew that we were fidgety and like not really. Couldn't really cope with it. So. See, that's what I was expecting yeah. from the audience. I thought they're not going to be able to follow it, but their heckles are all going to be, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a... Um, I've got one experience of going to a comedy um, night that was really horrible. And it was, I, went, I was on a stag do, and we went to one of the comedy stores in, I think it was Shoreditch. Mm. It weren't a bedroom bar. I can't think where it was. And, uh, and it was four or five comedians on and there was quite a few sort of stag do's and that in there and, and we was one of them we was quite well behaved but there was one over the other side of the venue and they were just the funniest guys in the party and, oh, no. and they were fucked mm. and like to the point where you just think oh my fuck off yeah. because like it's no one's having fun here yeah. apart from you three yeah, that are just yeah. gobbing off at everyone yeah. that comes on stage and they just were slaughtering these comedians and like and now when you think Oh, it's ugly, and like, and there was people going over, going like, "Can you stop it?" And I, like, ah, fuck off. And then it got to the point where I don't know if he's on the circuit much, but he's blind. This comedian, yeah, Chris McCall's then. He come on, and they were like, literally, "Oh, fuck off, no!" And, like, and I was like, "Like," and they were like, "He ain't fucking blind, is he?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" And like, and they just slaughtered this poor fucker, and I was like. He's a stand-up yeah. and like, and he's and a fair play. And he's like, fucking brilliant. He was yeah, yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And he gave it back yeah, to good, the point where like, I think they just thought, yeah, maybe we'll like pipe down a bit. <laughs> they like ruined like everyone's set yeah. and then literally got to the point where they're now digging out a blind guy. It was like fucking hell. Wow. But yeah, he was really good. Yeah, like, he's really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he like just steamrolled over him as well. If he could just take it and then fire it back and mm. make him simmer down a little bit. Mm. 
I'm to- I'm not very good at comebacks and stuff like that. Like no, the, the play, the, that sort of playground stuff, I was terrible at. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. Well, like, you had a black belt, so it didn't matter, did I it? I was just <laughs> buying them out, mate. Yeah, <laughs> all nine stone of me. Yeah, um, yeah. Did no, you know Chris has got a black belt? Um, of course he does. He can just tell, can't he? he saw me on that trampoline. I saw the trampoline. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned every single podcast. You brought you? it up this time, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So now I've I've converted you. Mm. So my work's done now. I don't even have to mention it. You'll yeah. bring it up. Yeah. We was talking about it yesterday, weren't we? How you have to warn people before you um. That was, that, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was Brett brought that up, that wasn't he? Asked that, me, didn't he? Asked weapon, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah we saw yeah. about that yesterday, weren't we? My friend Will. Right, so. Crazy. How many have we got left on this one? Two. Two. Right. Two. Right. Should we get through them quick? How are we on? We we're, we're 45 minutes in. Are we? This says 53 minutes on there. But no. that's okay. All right, that's fine. All right. Number two. Number two. So I was in America and uh, recently and I was in LA and I was there for some things and I was trying to do stand-up. It's very difficult to get gigs in LA. It's very competitive. I'm completely unknown in LA, so so I'd write to places. very hard to get gigs. And I like to do gigs as much as I can and I just wasn't doing many. And I managed to do quite a few sort of shit like open mic gigs where you're like above a room in a Chinese restaurant. And... I did one of these gigs and I made friends with some of the acts and one of the guys said, well, keep in touch. If anything comes up, I'll let you know any gigs coming in. And he texted me and said, I'm supposed to do this gig at the living room. I can't do it. Do you want to replace me? I said, yeah, sure, great. And he gave me the address. Sorry, can I just ask you quickly? Yeah. So when you're in LA and you're, yeah. are you out there doing filmy stuff and things like that? Yeah. So the stand-up stuff, Yeah. do you do that? Being honest, like, do, yeah. uh, you do that to earn a few quid while you're out there, or do you do that because you want to test yourself in a different place with a different audience? Yeah, I don't do it for money. Yeah. I mean, I don't get paid for it in America, yeah. and I do it. I think stand up is a bit like the gym or being fit. Like, if you yeah. don't, yeah. yeah, 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 if you don't, if I don't do it, you yeah. get rusty yeah. really quick. Yeah, that was kind of what I was Yeah, so I need to do yeah. it. I think I have to do it. I do it more than this, but I'm, I, I comfort, I'd be comfortable with two or three a week. Yeah. To stay fit, wow. yeah, match fit, yeah. You know what I mean, so it's just for that, like, because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to have a month of no gigs. Anyway, so this guy says there's a gig at the living room, blah blah. blah. So I get the address, I say yes, and I get confirmed you can come and do the gig at the living room. So I assume the living room is like a cool bar somewhere, much like the bedroom or whatever you were mm, saying. Yeah. Mm. So I go to this address, put it in the sat nav, and it seems to be a house, <laughs> a weird looking <laughs> house on a corner. And I think, oh, I'll ask. And I knock on the door and a man <laughs> opens the door and he has a broken arm. As a, just a weird detail that it's true. He had this broken arm and he goes, hey, you're here. And I realise that the living room is a living room. <laughs> and, and, and I see as he opens the door, it all becomes clear to me. And it's a bit like misery or something. I'm like, mm. this guy's insane and he's booked me for his living room and also I can't I sort of think can I go because I see it all happening but I also think I can see what a sort of vulnerable strange person he is and I don't quite know what to do and he says come in we're about to start and I step into his living room and basically the living room is the size of your whiffin which is not massive no it's tiny and uh and there are two people his neighbours uh, two people who look like they've been kidnapped <laughs> and they are sat on on two chairs looking really, really awkward. Fuck. And oh. he and and his flatmate is smoking a bong on a on a beanbag <laughs> over here. 
And that's the audience. That's the audience. And he says, sit down. We're about to start. And I'm like, okay, what? And that, so he closes the door. So now I'm in, in this hostage situation. You're on your own. Yeah, I'm on my own. And so I sit next to the two neighbours and I'm like, hello. And they look at me. They don't really say hello. They're just like, mouth help. Yeah, yeah. They look at me like, all right. And, uh, and then the man with the broken arm, he takes a mic, which he's plugged into a little amp. And he sort of stands in front of us with it. And he goes, hey, welcome to the living room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, this is really happening. This is, <laughs> this is it. And he goes, welcome to the living room. I'm your host. And I can't remember his name. And then he proceeds to tell a story that lasts 45 minutes about how he broke his arm. It has zero jokes. Uh, but he's sort of like, so then I went here and this happened. <laughs> But the thing is, because I have, uh, because I'm too fucking sympathetic or whatever, no one's like, it's like just awkward silence in the room, but I'm trying to go like, ha ha ha, like mm-hmm. trying to be supportive because I'm scared <laughs> and confused and feel sorry for him. Yeah. And because I've been supportive, he has then locked eyes with me for the whole time. Oh, no. So he the whole time is doing the gig straight into my eyes and I'm just going, ha ha ha, for 45 minutes while he tells this awful story about his arm. And then, uh, and then he goes... Okay, um, we're very excited. We got a special guest here to the living room. And the, by the way, the flatmate smoking a bomb is just getting up, walking in and out. Like, I don't think he's at the gig. He's just living there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so he goes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the stage. Oh, is it? Okay, uh, welcome to the stage. Break on scene. And then, so I sort of literally have to kind of sidle. We have to like cross each other. There's not enough room. So he then sits in my seat and I stand in front of him and his two neighbours. And he gives me the mic. And I go, oh, it's lovely. That's lovely to be here at the living room. What a, <laughs> what, it's a lot. And, 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 and here is the twist. It's one of the greatest gigs I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> the man with the broken arm is one of the best audiences I've ever had. Was he just crazy? He had the laugh of a hundred men. I mean, really? he fucking, he was killing himself. Oh, I, I mean, man. I was like, genuinely, after about five minutes, I was like, I am storming the living room. <laughs> <laughs> this is my crowd. <laughs> oh, man. And I did, Capacity did, of four. Did 25 minutes. 30 minutes and then I said well uh, can I leave now <laughs> Is this, am I allowed out and then I handed him back the thing and he went will you sign the wall and I said yeah and I signed his Just living like room fingerprints yeah on. yeah <laughs> the wall was actually a contract <laughs> yeah. a sex contract yeah. if you look and, at the ceiling there's wow. all the clothes. and then he was like are you gonna stay and I was like no, I've got another gig in the bathroom <laughs> and I was like oh yeah and I left, but uh, yeah, it was one of the great gigs. Oh, wow. That's fucking it. That is, but it's scary because you think that is Partridge. Yeah, just a fan, Alan, isn't it? Ooh. Fucking hell. Yeah. And I thought, but that's also LA. It's like here's a guy who's so desperate for gigs and to like network. I guess that he's set one up in his bedroom. That like, was so weird. That's nuts. Um Did you did you drink anything? Because I because no, I would have been at that point like, oh, don't accept a drink. Don't accept any oh, no, food. No, this no. is going to turn into... Hang on. I've just yeah. accepted a drink. <laughs> 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 well, also, when you came in, there was pictures of you all over the whiffing. There was. Yeah, there that was. Um, my, uh, my youngest daughter, um, who is uh, a bit of a fan of Super Bob, like has not once referred to you as Brett. She was just like Super Bob coming over, and I was like, "Yeah." And I think she expected you to fly her. But um, I think on the trampoline, they went, um, "Yeah, can you um, 
can you sort the printer out? We want to print out a picture of, of, of Super Bob for him to sign. So I was like, yeah, no worries. And then when I've gone to pick you up from the station, they'd uh, printed out loads of pictures and uh, and just put things like, um, Stuart loves Super Bob. Um, Stuart loves Super Bob more than Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and blew up balloons and uh, said it, mate. Brett's face to him. Uh, um, this one's brilliant, just looking over my shoulder. That would have been, that, that's the sort of thing, if, uh, if that would have been up in the living room. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That would have looked great. <laughs> your your daughter was so sweet because she was so terrible at covering it up. <laughs> when we went to pick you up, Brett. When she gave you a thumbs up, was that what it was about? Yeah, yeah. well, I, didn't, I nearly said to you in the car, like... Obviously, the game's up. You must know. But then I yeah. thought, don't no, assume Stuart's intelligent. Yeah. So I went with that. Sure. And but she was giving me the thumbs up. And as we pulled, just before we pulled away in the car, she was at the window waving a balloon at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, Layla, just don't say anything. Oh, bless her. Oh, she's brilliant. Bless her. Yeah. But, good, um, good jobbins. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, I wouldn't have had. Any, I wouldn't have accepted any drinks in there. I yeah. would have been. Oh scared? God! This is how. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 But like I said, but there, there is also a part of me that loves that sort of shit mm. because I almost more than a normal gig because I'm like, what in the fuck am I gonna do? I kind of like the the adventure of it, but I was scared when he opened the door. I I immediately knew. Oh shit! This is an actual living room. This is a situation. <laughs> I don't quite know if I'm safe here. Yeah. But let's see what happens. <laughs> how, how long ago was that, mate? That was not long ago at all. That was. You was in America in last year, wasn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Bloody hell! Right. That's that's really scary. Like, I, I know there's a, there's a few things with my my friend's got a one man act called Cunt in the Gang. Oh yeah, I know it. And, yeah. Oh right, that's yeah. that's my that's my best oh, pal. Brilliant. And um, and he uh, he's had some requests like that where people have said like um, he would auction off certain bits and pieces for the hospice that, mm. um, that one of his relatives died in. And this guy was buying everything. And he was like, I'll buy it as long as you drop it off. <gasps> God. And he went round there and I think the first time he, uh, Chris's phone going off as it does in every single podcast. I, turned it, I swear I turned it off. And, uh, and he turned up and there was the wife and his kids. Now, I mean, the act's called Cunt in the Gang. You yeah. Know, such seminal classics as CBBC. Use My Arse, I Was a Cunt, and things like that. <laughs> What's the one about having a wank over his ex-girlfriend? I'm wanking Look over it. a pornographic polaroid of an ex-girlfriend that died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but he's then had to perform in the front room. To the wife and kids. And, and he was like, it's not really kind of cool with kids, friendly, yeah. and then he went that's all right and he went can i perform a couple and this guy then got the mic and performed all of his songs but there's a, a certain rare kind of little thing we we done at christmas a load of us done the thing where we all sung little bits in it and he'd done impressions of everyone like me and, and anyone else that was was singing on it uh, i think he was one of the ones where he sort of rang his sister and was like i'm just here just oh, so you wow. know like it was Quite kind of like. Oh my god! I mean, obviously nothing sinister happened, but no, I mean, you just think it's quite a strange <laughs> yeah, situation yeah. that you know. Where I think, as much as I think I'd, I'd embrace it, I think I'd also just be like, I think I'll be partridge. Oh, I can't level you. I'm quite scared now. I'll like, <laughs> yeah. be like, I'm going to go. Yeah, and, and literally run across the field. Like, 
But well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm more jealous of the fact that you, you've got that mindset to just think, let's just see where the adventure goes. Yeah, but it could also get me killed. Well, yeah, but and, that's. Uh, I think that I always think, oh, well, this is a bit, I'll do it for the story. I'll do it for the story. I'll do everything for the story. Yeah. But then, you know. He could have been a murderer. <laughs> yeah, but that is more... F- I, I, I like to let see how the cards lie. You know, I'm very much... They say fair in that. I'd like to see where it goes. But yeah. even still, I sometimes get myself into scrapes and I'm like, okay. He, you know what? Equally, I could say... It makes it, me sound cool going, yeah, I do it for the story. But the other side of that, the other side of that coin is also I have an inability to say no to people. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know that I could have gone, I'm going to leave because you've made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. Instead, I'll be like, let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, just going to put these cable ties around your ears like, oh, okay okay Agree- agreeableness is a per, uh, yeah. is you a, can hear more a, from Brett very... he's going to be here every Monday now <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a personality trait and it's a study of intelligence as well agreeableness is, is one of the things that people um, psychologists do hang on go on <laughs> so like they say that for example um, also between women and men so women are far more agreeable than men which makes them sometimes more suitable for some roles than, than others yeah, for sure. Men men are much more disagreeable. Hang more on, happy so being more agreeable means you're cleverer no, or no, less no, clever? No, no, but it, it, but there is a trend to say that more agreeable people sometimes may be more intelligent. So vague. I know, but it's, um, it's something, something I'm starting to look into now. But it's differences, different uh, differences between men and, men and women and different factors within personality, not Where was just the, biological. What's the fact in any of that? Stuff like that. I don't know what the exact study <laughs> oh, is. Oh, right, okay. I don't know what, what the exact right. study is. There's a guy called uh, Jordan Peterson. Brilliant. He's a professor of psychology, and it was I was watching one of his talks, and that's what while that solving the Iran missile crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at the same time. Yeah. All right, I will Google that name, Lags. I think you've just made that up. No, no, Jordan um, Peterson. Check him out. Okay, right. last Top one, no, number no, no, one. Let's do it. Okay, so to be fair, I have told this story on stage before. I would like to say that if any, because I don't like to pretend this is the first time. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I feel good, but I don't think anyone will have heard it. Uh, but so I. The reason I think this story is significant because I think that live comedy and why I love it and why I think it should is sacred is because and why it's in danger nowadays is because it should only exist in the room and so anytime people are in the press because they said something terrible on stage or whatever you go it was supposed to be sacred <laughs> like it happened that night yeah, yeah yeah and you know there's a lot of things like Chris Rock has said when he his seminal routine about black people versus n-words he said when he was working that routine up Mm. there were stages where it was definitely racist but it took him a while to find the right wording for it and all of that whereas if so if at the middle point of him working out that routine someone had taken a a video of it yeah he'd be in big old trouble it's like you have to a respect people in the room enough that they're going to get and also i always think when you do stuff I've said stuff on stage that is like terrible, but you kind of know in the moment because you're, oh, okay, that was a terrible thing to say. And you either apologize or you, whatever. Yeah. And then you never say it again. And that does not, it just happens. You're trying stuff out. It's supposed to be freedom of expression, yeah. I suppose, whatever. And people will police within the room. Like if yeah. you if you go on stage at a gig and start talking like Nazi propaganda, people are going to shout at you. Like yeah. it, it doesn't mean you can just, you can say whatever you want, but you, could, you also have to deal with, the reaction to it. Yeah. But to take that out of context and put it in the news or whatever and then everyone goes, oh, he said this terrible thing. Anyway, the reason I... So what happened to me was I have a routine. So I did this hour-long show that was about pornography and within it, 
there was a routine that I used to do in clubs. Uh, it was like a five-minute routine. I'm very proud of this routine. I'm not going to do the routine for you. <laughs> but it's about the sort of feminist and uh, the, politi- the politics behind coming in a loved one's face. <laughs> That's what the routine is about. <laughs> right? Uh, but it's like a whole routine yeah. and it's got lots of different like levels to yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. it. But you have to follow it through. Yeah. So I'm doing this gig on a Saturday night in Leicester Square and it's rammed and... Excuse me. And I'm I'm doing 20 minutes. I get to 15 minutes. And I'm having a great gig. I'm having a lovely gig. Get to 15 minutes. And I start the coming on the face routine. I get like a couple of lines into it. And there's this hen do at the back. And one of them, a woman of about 50 goes, Oi! (laughs) And they go, "Uh, yeah. And she goes, Oi! And they go, Yes. And she goes, come on her face. And I go, and I go what's that? And she goes, come on her face. It's her Hindu. <laughs> and I go, I, I'm not sure you've understood what this evening is about. And, uh, and she goes, come on, mate. And then the hen goes, yeah, come on, mate. Come on my face. <laughs> and the audience like cheer. And I go, I don't think you've paid enough for that. And then... Then uh, someone else, a, a bloke over here goes, come on, mate, come on her face. <laughs> <laughs> and the audience go, yes, the whole audience have like, turn of this. I like the fact they're all on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen. It could happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, I go, I go, well, this, I go, I go, are you telling me that my uh, really well-researched, very clever, thoughtful routine about ejaculating on a woman's face, you do not want to hear the end of it. Instead, you would rather I come on that woman's face and the whole audience go, yay! And I go, well, that backfired. <laughs> uh, and then I go, okay, well, let's think this through for a second. Let's think this through. You're, you genuinely would like, as an audience, you would like me to, to hang out the mic walk through the crowd, have to walk through the crowd, have to go over there, have to pull down my trousers, have to somehow get an erection while 300 <laughs> people are chanting and then I've got to bring myself to fruition onto this woman's face because it's her hen do and they all go, yeah! <laughs> and, then, and then the hen goes, yeah, come on! And then a bloke over here goes, mate, you are wasting our time, come on her face! <laughs> it's my favourite. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and so eventually, like my time finishes, and I go, "Well, this has been amazing, hasn't it?" And I I get the mic stand up, and I go, uh, I put the mic in, and I go, "Well, uh, the good news is, I I realise I definitely have to walk past that Hindu on my way out of this gig. So uh, uh, thanks very much. You've been a wonderful audience. I've got to go and come on that woman's face now. <laughs> good night." And I leave the stage, and I really thought about it, and I thought. If you'd filmed that, just the last bit of me, <laughs> yeah. and you just took that clip out of context, yeah, yeah. like, I don't look like the sort of comedian I am. What you would just see is a man going, I've got to go and come on that bird's face <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, good yeah, night, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's my act. <laughs> and, like, out of the context, it looks yeah. like yeah. I'm dapper laughs, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. it's such a different <laughs> yeah. thing. Which is why oh, I man. have sympathy for Dapper Loves because I think everything he did was take it, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. The clips of him live is like we didn't, you weren't there in the. Not that yeah. I. Anyway, I mean, I'm leaving that subject alone, but <laughs> you know what I mean. So, do you think that uh, that do you, do you think like stand ups kind of getting tougher and and harder to get crowds to? And I mean, because d- on, on the kind of comedy store level and things like that, yeah. because obviously what we've also seen in the last sort of ten years is comedians selling out. Stadiums, yeah, 
or arenas, whatever you mm. want to call it, you know, like your Russell Brand and Peter Cade, Lee Evans, all doing like the O2 mm. for oh, forever. Well, nights then what Ke- Kevin like Hart over in the States, yeah, yeah, the one yeah, he sold yeah, out yeah, was yeah, just exactly. nice. Yeah. Like, but I don't think comedy should happen in arenas. Yeah. There, I said it. Yeah, no, I don't. I, 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 the ones I've seen, I haven't laughed as much at. No, because it's not live. It suddenly becomes, mm. it's not a live, intimate. You, mm. It's about, I think what people forget or misunderstand is that comedy is a two-way street genuinely and like as an audience you're part of it you actually are and you have to do work it's not I think sometimes people get why, why one of the reasons I think people get annoyed at comedy is because they think why are you making me like they sort of think it's like going to the cinema they can sit back and it's just going to happen but they have to engage with mm. it Sometimes I want to always tell an audience, I always want to go, if you really get into this, if you make an effort and if you really go for it and laugh big, you're going to see the best acts you've ever seen Mm. because then everyone can surf. Like if you give energy Mm. to the stage, then that comedian can improvise, can Mm. fucking go off. They will do a much better show for you. Whereas if your attitude is do your best show for me and I'll see if I laugh. Make me laugh. You're making it so much harder. It's like, I genuinely think that's why they say it's like surfing because if you have no wave... It's yeah. very hard to get anything going, no matter yeah. how good a surfer yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if if the audience gives you a wave, then you'll be like, "Hey, fucking, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it does boost the confidence." Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Obviously, just as we've said, like, you know, being in bands and stuff like that, it's exactly the mm. same. You know, you, you don't want to go and see... I don't know, fucking U2 at, at the O2. You want to see U2 in a 500 capacity venue. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you want yeah. that intimacy. And, and that's why you get the likes of your Foo Fighters going and playing tiny little gigs in places because it's, 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 it's a better you gig. See, you can see people's yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's not just a, you know, a, a roar of a crowd and, 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 and lights. You know, you actually kind of see what you're I've doing. I've really been on stage and 
when we went and get, gave that award the other week, mm. that was strange because we got up there and you can't really see, you couldn't, I really couldn't see a lot and people say that, but until you get up there and it's all, all the lights were in your face. Yeah. So it's not like in a comedy room, is it, when there's not that many people and you can pick up that vibe. Right. Yeah, yeah, it all went, oh, I felt like a rabbit in headlights. Mm. Did yeah. you do jokes? We, we, I, I thought of a few actually the day before and they were actually quite funny, if I don't mind mm. saying myself. But when we got there, none of them really... When they told us how the awards were getting presented and that, none of it really made sense to do. And I didn't want to just try and force it out if it, the setup wasn't right, if you know what I mean. We, so we, we changed it, didn't we? We thought that the, the idea of the fact that we've been doing a podcast for like two months and we're now giving an award out to all these ones that are really mm. proper and stuff... Mm let's just use this as an opportunity to fuck around as much as we mm. can and shit or bust, really, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But obviously we had to be mindful that we were Pip's guests and Pip had kind of... Yeah. Organ- yeah, and so, yeah, <laughs> exactly, giving us the, 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 the foot up into doing it. Yeah, but yeah. we we undenied about lots of little things, didn't we? But, um, yeah, lots of kind of walking straight on and accepting the award and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was it, yeah. Just we, we played up a you. bit, didn't we? we yeah, yeah. Well, because you because you come up with a good one, and you said, "Well, why don't we backstage? Because the mics will be on as we walk on, but while we're backstage, we'll start talking into the mic before we get on stage." Yeah. And say, so, "I'm scared. Just hold my hand. Just hold my hand. We'll get through this." Yeah. But I'd already sussed by the point we started saying that, that no one could hear, so we just yeah, walked out yeah. holding hands. And, and I thought, <laughs> as that as like that performance dawned on me, I was like, "You've just got to make that because no one knows us. Yeah. So how do they not know yeah. that we're yeah. not a couple?" Yeah. Yeah. So just go out there and act like a couple a yeah. bit. <laughs> and yeah. So it was it was good though. Yeah, it was really good fun. But like. going back to that, I think comedy, yeah. When I've when I've gone to Staines, I've been really hyped, pumped up to see someone and I've seen them at a larger venue. I'm kind yeah. of like, oh, it wasn't quite as good yeah. as yeah. when I saw him in a smaller room. Yeah. Because I do think any time I've seen comedy in an arena, it's like, I could be watching the DVD, it's the same. I'm yeah. watching a big screen. But yeah. the, oh, I'm I not connected same, to it. The same with sport. Yeah, I, I went and watched Cole Frostbox at the O2, and was sat up in the gods yeah. watching it on the screen. And yeah. I just thought yeah. I might as well just watch it at yeah, home. Yeah. And it's like, not like you feel part of the atmosphere when you're that far away. You're just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know, mate. I get front, I get a lot of front row these days yeah. for all the big fights. Mm. So I don't oh, know really what that's. Get, didn't get invited. How that's all. What that's like. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, um, should we take a, a, a? Let's have a little pee break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a pretty spectacular top five. Thank Brett Goldstein. Thank you. For Thanks, mate. And, um, yeah. and you'll be back shortly. I'll be back. Yeah. With for a, part two. With a every every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm agreeable. Yeah, I'm just going to grab the uh, cable ties. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Oh, well, thanks, Brett. And Thank we'll, you. Uh, we'll, we'll see you shortly. Okay. Bye. <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to go for a welcome back. That's how you know that there's very little planning and organ- even communication between the <laughs> pair of us. <laughs> you always want to try and do something well thought out, and I generally go, just fucking press record. You do. You say that, and I'm saying, there going, no, no, I'm trying to think of something horrible. Because I'm, I'm a dynamic maverick. I'm, uh, saying, uh, saying, I'm trying to think of something horrible to say about Brett. Well, you honestly did. Like, you was going, let me just try and think of something horrible to say about Brett. 
and you've actually gone and looked at emails from Brett to see if there's anything you can be horrible yeah, I'm about. I'm pull him apart. And you can't actually find anything, can't, can you? Can't, can't get any spot. There's no sh- flies on him. Exactly, mate. Exactly. Exactly, mate. Um, well, look, I, I know you would have enjoyed that because it was fucking great. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we're going to um, leave it there. Could Brett be, like, just... He could just be an honorary guest whenever he's got nothing else on. Yeah. I'd always have nice. Brett down. Exactly. He's, he was, exactly. He was wicked. He's a funny dude as well. Yeah. And those um, those stories are quite insane. Did you... The, the come on come on a face hen party was quite insane. Yes. Yep. That was quite strange. I guess that's my only criticism. Yeah. Because he never came on a face, did he? No. No, that's he fair bottled enough. bottled it. Yeah. Chicken shit. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I I did remember getting in that night and and saying to my missus, um, he was really nice, Brett. I said he he, he even commented that our, our house was nice and such, and uh, said that you know, wow, you've got a hot tub. And Carol said, mm. yeah, he should have got in it. And I was like, what? Oh. And she went, yeah, maybe you could get that other guy, Ed Scrine, to come down and maybe oh. they could both get in it. And I just Jesus. thought, hang on a minute, what about if me and Chris got in it? Jesus. Well, that, what? This is all getting confused. I'm getting in the hot tub with you and your wife. No, <laughs> not with her. <laughs> I mean, that, if me and you got in a hot tub, that it's too be, sexy that's for anyone. six o'clock. It's <laughs> <laughs> too sexy. Although I did see Carol giving Brett the look. Um, what was quite weird was he did go in the house where she was and then he come back out with two bananas. <laughs> oh, Brett, you two bananas. Yeah, yeah. Sure did. Okay. Well, look, um, thanks loads for listening. Um, uh, we, we're going to bang on at the beginning of part two about how much we appreciate um, your support and such. Um, so, yeah, should we leave it there? Yeah. We talk too much, don't we? Take care of them. Okay, bye-bye. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast.